Greetings, friends, and welcome to the podcast entitled A Church Dismantled, A Kingdom Restored. The title of this episode uh, this evening is I Just Can't Shut Down a Church Dismantled. I say that with a bit of a grin this evening because uh, I just, uh, as much as I have tried to uh, shut down this podcast, um, you keep listening. And so the numbers of downloads that I get for um, the couple of episodes that I've recently done about shutting down a church dismantled and fully transitioning to my new uh, podcast, Walter Brueggemann, Profit for Our Time, um, those numbers of downloads just continue. And so it seems like um, the Spirit's grace continues to move uh, on this podcast, The Church Dismantled, The Kingdom Restored. And so I will continue to, uh, to work with this podcast as well as the other one entitled Walter Brueggemann, Profit for Our Time. Um, both of them are on Apple, both of them are on uh, Spotify, both of them are on every platform uh, for podcasting. Um, but one of the reasons I'm going to continue is uh, your continued listening. The numbers continue to be there. But also, the audiences are very different. And so the audience for this podcast historically has been largely the United States. Uh, it's been a hundred and some countries where there have been downloads, but the vast majority of, of downloads have been the U.S. and Canada. But the other podcast on Walter Brueggemann, the downloads are predominantly uh, the United States, um, a lot from the U.K., uh, Switzerland, uh, Australia, uh, the Netherlands I've had. Um, but it's more European, uh, Canada as well. Welcome to my Canadian friends. Um, and so the uh, listeners are also predominantly on Apple platform, uh, on the Apple platform, uh, rather than some of the others. And so I've realized in looking at the numbers, two or three weeks into the new podcast, that um, I'm really talking to two different groups of people. And um, I just want to say thank you for listening to, over the last three years, to A Church Dismantled, A Kingdom Restored, um, I'm also aware that uh, there's been so much change in this podcast across time as I've tried new things, um, new series, uh, interviews, a variety of things. Um, I'm going to try to go back and edit some of the episodes to bring to it a continuity that's not there at the time. I'll number the episodes uh, in order and... Uh, I will also eliminate some of the episodes. I'm going to keep the, the classic ones or the ones that I think you have um, listened to over time. I've had episode downloads of seven, 800 on some of these. And so I'll retain them probably after I work through and weed out some of the ones that have been less uh, listened to or that I feel less engaged in uh, three years out. Um, we'll be down to uh, two or 250 episodes that I'll retain and then I will also continue to add from time to time. I won't be as active on this podcast probably as I am on the Walter Brueggemann podcast. Uh, and I invite you to listen to that one too if you haven't. Um, but I will, will from time to time offer new episodes on this podcast platform also. The Church Dismantled, a Kingdom Restored. I don't know why this continues. Uh, I think I have tried to shut this down um, four or five times in the last three years. And either I have felt uh, motivated after do doing so to continue to keep it alive, 
Um, or maybe it's not so much me keeping it alive as the Holy Spirit keeping it alive, and I'm the one who's been trying to walk away, and the Spirit keeps bringing me back. And so it reminds me that, in fact, the work of, of God's Spirit to dismantle the church, the institutional church with a capital C, just continues. Uh, and of course, we see that all around us. I began the podcast at the beginning of COVID. We've now come through COVID, more or less. And the church is in no better shape, in fact, probably worse shape, depending on the metrics that you use. Um, as I think back to that early podcast uh, and its episodes, I ask questions that I think remain unanswered. Questions, will they come back um, after COVID? Will, will church members come back? Um, we don't know the answer to that, except in many cases, they haven't come back. I began that podcast as a pastor, um, walking with the congregation through the difficult time of COVID, um, and I also began as a pastor who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And as I told the congregation from time to time, I've had a new conversion to Jesus. But I didn't realize at the time how having a new conversion to Jesus and the love of Jesus, how seeing Jesus in new ways and experiencing Jesus in new ways was A, going to clear up the long-time fear of God that manifested itself as a religious preoccupation with God's wrath and as an obsessive-compulsive um, preoccupation with God's anger um, that, that I struggled with for decades, uh, up until really three years ago on the porch, where I felt like where I did experience Jesus in new ways. I didn't understand that experiencing the love of Jesus in new ways was going to change my theology so much, it was going to cause me to see my students with much more empathy and much more um, care and concern. I just came through a, a year, uh, my 30th year of teaching at Elizabethtown College, teaching undergraduates, and I'm loving working with the students as much as ever. Um, and I just watched them um, in so many ways looking for care, looking for um, direction, looking for someone to look up to, to model for them how we live in this world, in this very confusing world. And there was a time not long ago, I would say four or five years ago, where I felt out of place in a secular environment. But after walking with a congregation through COVID and after feeling deeply, deeply wounded um, by a number of experiences as a pastor, I now feel much more comfortable, frankly, in uh, a secular environment than I do in the church. Um, I'm, I feel more warmly received when I talk about Jesus um, and I've been free to do that in the institution that I'm at. I always say it like this to the students. Students, I'm not putting this on you. I'm not asking that you believe what I believe, but here's what I believe. I believe that you were made with gifts. I believe that God created you with gifts. I believe that you have a call to the world. I believe that um, there's a, a place for you in this world. And I've become much more free to talk about my own faith in ways that are connecting I think with students, but without them causing, without causing them to feel coerced or uh, or pressured. I've had a great year. Um, some of you have wondered about my Parkinson's uh, diagnosis. I'm seven years into that diagnosis, and I'm feeling the effects of that. Um, there have been changes in my dexterity and my strength um, that have been some days difficult to deal with. It was easy to talk about having Parkinson's when you didn't experience or I didn't experience many of the symptoms. It's much more difficult now when I feel the symptoms uh, all of the time, uh, experience the symptoms all of the time. 
and sometimes feel, frankly, a little embarrassed by the symptoms. And so I continue to struggle with God in terms of why this, why now, why my life. At the same time, feeling tremendous gratitude that there are gifts I've received through ex- my experience with Parkinson's that I know I never would have received otherwise. And one of those gifts has been the healing journey that I took with Walter Brueggemann over the last year in writing his biography. Walter had always been focused on pastors. He could have gone to almost any university in the country over the years as he uh, became so prolific as a theologian. But he chose to stay at Eden Seminary and Columbia Theological Seminary so that he could minister to pastors and uh, develop pastors who could minister to others. And Walter uh, really uh, did that. His habitat was the church and not academia. And so um, I didn't know that when I started working with Walter, but the six months that I interviewed Walter and as I've continued to walk with him in the other six months since then, um, I have experienced tremendous healing that is the gift of, is a gift of God's grace to me uh, after uh, a difficult season of ministry. So I just want to say thank you, friends, for being loyal followers, for being loyal listeners. Uh, I thank God for you. This has not uh, been um, always uh, consistent in terms of how I've done things. Um, certainly, I'm not a professional at this, um, but you have listened, you have responded, and uh, I'm grateful for you. And I just pray that as we continue walking together, that you would know that you're deeply loved and never alone, that God is always with you, God sees you, God has his eye on you, God cares about you. I also want to encourage you to try uh, the other podcast if you haven't. You'll see some familiar, most of the episodes actually about Walter Brueggemann I have transferred over to the new podcast um, and we'll continue to really focus that podcast on Brueggemann, what I've learned from him, uh, my experience of writing his biography, and so on. But retain on this podcast many of the classic, as I said, uh, episodes from early on, but also from later and throughout. But try to bring some consistency to some uh, those episodes, doing some new editing and so on. Thank you again, friends. May you know that God deeply loves you.